Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. want to share with you for just a few moments the importance of giving your best. How many know that there was one that came down from above who gave his best? He gave his best for 33 and a half years. Jesus Christ gave his very best. And you know what? At the cross, he demonstrated His best. I don't want you to miss the shortness of this message this morning because I want it to stick with you. That God has one desire in mind about you and I, and it's this, that we give him our best. And when we begin talking about giving our best to God, God wants you. Do you remember back in the day when we used to see the Uncle Sam signs? Uncle Sam wants you. You remember those days? And when I used to see that, I thought, that's exactly how God feels. Probably not quite as, and all the thoughts that maybe go through your mind when you think of those signs back in the day. But God has one desire. Listen, he is not about your money. He is not about your house. He's not about your business. He's not about all the things that attract us in this world. He created you and I so that we could give him back what he created. God wants you. And God wants you to give him your best every day. This is so simple, but we're so far off track as a nation. Notice I didn't say the body of Christ. I'm including the whole nation. I've been around education for a little while. I've been around the athletic program. I've been around ministry for just a few moments. And i got to tell you, and you're thinking, is he being foolish? When you really begin to look at the longevity of this life and how quickly it moves and then you're gone, you'll begin to realize it's very, very short. It's very, very short. But the majority of people don't give their best in what they do because they've never given him their best. To really do your best in whatever calling God has placed on your life, it starts by you giving your best to him. That doesn't mean a work ethic right now. That means you give God what he wants. And you know what he wants? He wants your heart and he wants your soul. And the world wants the same thing. And the adversary who battled Christ all the way to the cross, he is the one behind the world system. He wants your heart, and he wants your soul. He'll give you everything and anything if he can have your soul. The other day I found this, and I want to share it with you in regards to a former athlete that I coached many years back. Listen to what he said, and I quote, My ultimate goal in life is to be the best father my kids could ever wish for. I want them to grow up and see I've done the absolute best I could do for them. 
If, the, if they appreciate and understand my sacrifices for them, then I will have lived a successful life. And the key word there by this father, who is an incredible daddy today, is the word sacrifice. When God gave us his best, it was a sacrifice for the father. When Jesus went to the cross, it was the sacrifice of his life for us. So I don't want you to um, get caught up in going, wow, this is just about the best and being your best and doing your best. Those who really do the best and are the best, they are sacrificial. They give to others before they give to themselves. Come on, church. It was a, a, a famous individual by the name of Winston Churchill who said, we make a life by what we give. We make a life by what we give. And if you're around children and you're around uh, young adults today, it's all about what they can get rather than what they can give. You'll never be your best until you realize that your first responsibility is to give your heart and your soul to Jesus Christ. And then every day, not living in mediocrity, but giving him your best wherever he's placed you. See, a lot of times we like to say, well, when I get this position or when I get this job or when I can move into this house or if I could live in this location or if I could live in that state, then I would really give my best. That is not true. You're doing right now what you want to do. But Jesus did what his father, notice the difference, but Jesus did what his father wanted him to do. Every day, Jesus gave himself back to the father. That's why it was so devastating for Jesus in those closing moments of the cross to recognize and realize that the Father had left him temporarily. Because all he ever knew was, man, I've given my best to my Father. That's what God is expecting out of every one of us. So listen, I like to always play up, not down. So as a result of this message this morning, the rest of my day is going to change because I know that he wants nothing but the best for me and I must give him my heart and my soul, not only today, but tomorrow has got to be at a higher level than today. That's how Jesus played, if I can use that phraseology. That's how Jesus lived when he was here. He was a giver. He was a life support to people all around him. God's calling you and I to do the same thing. If you have your Bibles this morning, and I just want a few moments of your attention, and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to really help all of us to really focus and to put laser lenses to what God is going to say to us this morning about being our best, giving our best, and above all, here's all that God wants. He wants your heart and he wants your soul. Marriages that have the heart and soul of both the man and the woman will always be together. Glory. Glory. You know, it's kind of fun to watch that honeymoon moment. And it's fun through the years as a pastor where I have had the opportunity to see couples come into the covenant relationship. Those are exciting moments, but anyone can live for a moment. What I want to know is what you got beyond the moment. That tells me what level you play. Come on now. 
James chapter 4 and verse 7 will be, these are going to be verses that we're going to go through to pick up the principles that God wants us to have. James 4, 7, listen closely. So give yourself completely to God. One translation says submit. But I've chosen to look through various uh, translations. And when I located this, it, it was like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. That's exactly what God wants from my life and also from your life. That Listen, watch this. Those who give themselves completely to God, listen to the rest of the verse, stand against the devil and the devil will run from you. I'm excited about a church that begins to respond just like you're doing right there. That's an exciting moment. Listen, you don't have a chance of standing against the enemy when he knows your heart is not where it belongs. He he knows it's just a matter of time, and he's going to take you down. But see, James, the half-brother of Jesus, didn't say stand against the devil and he will run. That's not what he said first. He said, so give yourselves completely to God. When I'm all in and my heart and my soul belong to God, I can stand in the face of whatever he's bringing, and guess who has to run? He has to run. So I'm encouraging this morning, as you think about, am I giving my best? Am I giving back to the one who created me what he deserves? When you do, you're going to be able to stand. And after having done all, to stand. Joyce Myers put it this way, dedicate yourself to God every morning. It's amazing what happens when you give God your time. Well, absolutely, if God has my heart and God has my soul, well, there's no issue about time. (laughs) But a divided heart and a divided soul will always travel. Again, I'm not going to be long this morning. I want you to really get this, and I want you to feel the passion of your pastor as I bring this to you this morning, that every day God desires for me and for you to give him what he created. That's our heart and that our our soul is in his hands. When we do that, we're not going to be running around here and there looking for what's the next thing to thrill us. If you will, you can follow with me over to Proverbs chapter 23, verse 26. It might be up on the screen for you. Listen closely. Proverbs 23, 26. Young men, listen to this before you listen to her. <laughs> Let me say that again. Young men, listen to this verse before you listen to her. Can I flip the coin over? Because every coin has a head and a tail. Young ladies, before you give your heart to that young man who's telling you all the things you want to hear but doesn't have any backup power. Man, there's so many guys out there that will tell you anything you want to hear, young ladies, but they don't have anything behind it. Proverbs 23, 26 says, Give me your heart, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. God wants your heart. Because if God has your heart, he can mold you and shape you in the very image of his son, Jesus Christ. And that always brings honor and glory to God. Come with me to Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8, please. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Oh, by the way, this is Samuel. Connect, connect, connect. Remember last week when I talked to mothers about mm -hmm, his mother named Hannah? She was a woman of prayer. 
Oh, it's amazing. When you have parents who pray, the ears and the hearts and the souls of the children are going to be open to the voice of God. It might take them one or two or three stages to get it, like Samuel, but when Samuel got it, he became the prophet that God called him to be. So what am I inserting right here? When you're giving your heart and your soul to God, before we talk about Samuel, you're going to enjoy praying. It's going to be a part of your life. It's going to be a part of your legacy. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. See, it wasn't just Samuel who could say that, but Isaiah also who could see the throne room and who this passage of Scripture is all about. You can begin to see that Isaiah was a person who could hear God's voice and could respond to God's voice. I remember telling the Lord, don't we all do that? I won't labor that long because I've said that so many times through the years in this ministry. Haven't we all told God? Come on now. Sure we have. I said, okay, Lord, if you want me to stay in Chiefland, you know my heart is about missions and you know my heart is about evangelization. I'm asking that you will raise up young people and couples, adults, individuals who will hear your voice and will go with the gospel. So guess what? I'm under the impression of the Holy Spirit that as the word goes forth this morning, there's going to be another Jim Elliott who's going to step forward and will say, I'm not saying right now, this moment, this hour, this day, but there's going to be a person who will rise up from this message and will say, I've heard the voice of the Lord and where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go to the nations. I'll go wherever the Lord wants me to go. My family may not like it. The church may not appreciate it. I'm talking about Jim Elliott, by the way. He was an incredible student at Wheaton College. Let me think about this for a moment. Billy Graham, Wheaton College. And listen, in our world today, our young people don't even know who Billy Graham is. Even though he's still here, they don't have a clue who Billy Graham is. And let alone Jim Elliott. But Jim Elliott was told many times, man, you are too talented, you're too gifted. Why would you want to go down to South America among those Indians? And he would always say, because that's where God's called me. Amen. And it was Jim Elliott, and you won't find this on the board, but it's in my spirit because I've memorized it. Listen closely to what he said. A man is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he can never lose. Amen. Now that's a hero right there. If you've never seen the movie Into the Spear, you ought to watch it. It's a good story. It's close to exactly what happened to Jim Elliott and the other missionaries who laid their lives down for Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ knew that the heart and soul of those men belonged to the Father. Does your heart belong to the Father this morning? Is your soul in alignment with the Father this morning? Moving on, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Remember, I said just a few moments this morning because at the end, there's going to be an opportunity for you to be able to come to the front and to say, as of this day, I put my heart and I put my soul before the Father and I will always give him my very best. Amen. Amen. Let me break this down for just a moment. And sometimes this is what I like to do in preaching. I like to turn it into teaching. When I talk about the best, I mean the best in everything that you do. For example, so Joshua, go ahead and forgive me while he's sleeping this morning. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I said, we got to make a deal here before we go to Jacksonville. 
I'll take care of all the pool items. I need for you to trim up all the bushes. Well, you know how that goes, dads. Parents, you know how that, you know how that rumbles. I looked up to see if we already had clouds. Was there thunder going on? No, it wasn't that bad. But you understand what I'm saying. So we're both doing what we're supposed to be doing. Okay? We're talking about your best, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not throwing them under the bus. I like to use illustrations that are current so that we can understand what's really going on here. When we talk about your best, that means you're giving your heart and your soul to the Father and that whatever you do, you put in 100%. So I'm out there and I'm cleaning and I'm working in the pool and I hear Joshua up there and he's running the, uh, uh, the work in regards to trimming up all the bushes. All of a sudden, I hear it stop. And he looks at me and I can see him And he says to me, I just want you to know I hate doing this. (laughs) I appreciated the honesty. And then I said, you know, popcorn always comes, right? Popcorn just starts popping. And I said to him, I said, Joshua, just a minute before you go back to work. I said, the making of most men, not boys, of most men is that we do the things that we don't really like to do. But we do it with excellence. And he went back to work. And did a great job. Can you give Joshua, who just woke up, a big round of applause? I took care of him. Please don't feel like, man, he must be tough. Yeah, right. He got to drive to Jacksonville. I prayed the whole way. He got to eat in Gainesville on the way back. He beat me. I've never seen a guy eat so fast. It's like I can't keep up with him. No, please don't say poor little Josh. That kid, no. Lord Jesus. We're talking about, just a few more moments, we're talking about giving God what he created. You see, there were some men who created this stage. There were some men who did all of this here. We didn't, God didn't create those chairs. We created those chairs, meaning people who manufactured. What God created, he wants more than anything else. He created us in his image and he wants it back with a willing heart and an open soul. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about the fire and ice that I'm going to get after service this morning. (laughs) Who knows, I may be in the dog pen this afternoon before I go to the baccalaureate tonight. I could be out there with the dogs this afternoon. Josh, mom still loves you. Romans chapter 12. Dads, have you ever noticed? (laughs) I know you're thinking, just finish the message, brother. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that mama's always in the corner? I mean, she's always in the corner for the child, right? I mean, going to be there for him, right? That's why it's fun to turn the heat up, see how fast mom comes to the rescue. Yeah? Come on, moms. You know, that's what makes you such special ladies. Okay, And you need both. You need strong men and strong ladies who come together to bring about the best, the very best in the lives of their children, in the lives of their grandchildren. Yes? So let's, let's kind of wrap this up now. How many know that the subject this morning is the best? I saw a gentleman uh, come in this morning, and I'm glad that he's really here. And, and I always talk about it, though he doesn't know it, but he knows now. 
Every time I see him in his truck, I go, this guy takes care of what he's got. And that truck always looks, I'm not talking about these little trucks, I'm talking about these big trucks. I mean, it's immaculate. But then I think about him as a person and what he believes and what he stands for. And having been in the military, that tells me everything. What God wants us to do is to give him back what he created. He created you in his image. Pastor, you already said this. I'm going to say it again. He wants your heart and he wants your soul. God is not impressed. And again, I'm not taking away finances now. God is not impressed. Let me use myself as an example because I used to do this as a youth pastor. You called me, and I left Ohio, and I'm stuck down here in North Carolina, and I don't even know these mountain people. I'm sorry. Uh, All these mountain people, God, the best I can do is just stay here. And sometimes I wouldn't tithe because I'm doing what you asked me to do, but with a grudging attitude, I held on to what belonged to him also. But if you're trying to impress God, by the way, I've been around a lot of ministries where missions is real big. People who have been called of God to go beyond and beyond and beyond would rather give money to missions than to obey the voice of God. Good preaching, Pastor. Good preaching, Pastor. I remember hearing years ago, almost finished, folks. Years ago, I used to go down to Mount Perrin, Church of God in Atlanta, Georgia, to listen to a man of God, Dr. Uh, Paul Walker. And he used to say it all the time when everybody got real quiet. He would just go, good preaching, pastor, good preaching. And I said to myself, if God permits me to be a pastor, I think I might just borrow that one. You know, the Bible does say you need to encourage yourself in the Lord. And sometimes that's what I do. I just encourage myself in the Lord. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. It's acceptable to God. It's also a spiritual service of worship. As we begin to tie some things together, I want you to see that this world is teaching our children to present their bodies to others. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. Another illustration real quick. I was coming home from one of the events. This is real hectic time in education. You got baccalaureate service. You got graduation service. You got all kinds of things going on. So I'm coming in kind of late the other night. And I see one of our elementary kids on a bicycle riding down the street. Maybe second grade, third grade. And I thought to myself... I need to stop and go back and ask her, CW, uh-huh, you can talk to her, okay? Boy, does she get nervous around Miss Robin. Woo-wee. I got a little nudge like you need to turn around and go back and tell her where you're going and you need to get home. But, you know, it was kind of late. It was almost dark getting there. I said, ah, she's not that far from home because I know where she lives. She'll be all right. I'm talking about Romans chapter 12. I'm talking about what's happening in our society. Several weeks ago, and they're going to be coming in the month of June, Teen Challenge out of Jacksonville was at our school. Did you all know that Jacksonville is the number one city for human trafficking in the nation? Number one. And they're not just taking high school students or college students. They're taking elementary kids. When they see children by themselves on streets, They just wick by, pull them in, 
and they're gone. And listen, the report, many are never seen again in Jacksonville. That's what's happening in our nation. So I'm not going to be giving you a lot more information about that because Teen Challenge is coming. How many know that Dave Wilkerson was the one that created Teen Challenge many, many years ago? And see, we're so far gone, we don't even know who Dave Wilkerson was. What a mighty man of God. What a mighty man of God. And that program is still moving forward. So what I'm talking about is this. Parents, make sure that your children are not giving themselves to the things that don't last. Don't let your children get caught up. Oh, that could never happen here in Levy County. Are you kidding me? Have you forgotten who used to work in Williston during 9-11, just before 9-11? You didn't remember that story I shared with you? Mr. Atta worked at the BP station in Williston prior to 9-11. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up. Be alert. Your adversary is coming. And those that give themselves unto the Lord can stand and be able to see him flee the other way. James chapter 4 verse 7. God is asking for your best this morning. God is asking that you give your best so that your children see that example. And then above all, that they also do the same that you have done. I want to move now to the end of our message, dropping a few of the scriptures. I want to go to 2 Corinthians twelve fifteen, And then I'm going to read Mark 3, Mark chapter 8, verse 36. And then we're going to listen. And, and I'm not going to do any kind of, I'm just going to have the Brooklyn Tavern begin to sing the choir begin to sing I'm giving my best and those who want to make a decision today going as of this day he's got my heart he's got my soul he's got my family he's got everything and I'm coming and I'm going to make a stand in the front of this house and I want my father to know I want my father to see that from this day forth and forevermore I will give my best first to my father and then to my family and then to where God's called me amen so here's the, here's the two closing scriptures, 2 Corinthians 12, 15, I will most gladly spend and be expended for your souls. <sighs> Mark chapter 8, verse 36, this is Jesus speaking, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? One of the great men of God for many, many years, Charles Spurgeon said this, and I close as we get ready for the Brooklyn Tabernacle choir singing, giving my best. Listen closely. Lost, lost, lost. Better a whole world on fire than a soul lost. Better every star quenched and the skies a wreck than a single soul to be lost for eternity. No wonder he was such a great, great, great man of God, Charles Spurgeon. So the other day, American Legion came to our school, the academy, to just celebrate and give all of our faculty and staff uh, a good meal. And as they were preparing the meal, one of the American Legion individuals came by me and said, Mr. Weber, can I give you something? And I said, sure, what you got? But, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, what you got? And she said, well, I, I've got this, and I want you to have it. I thought, okay, I'm not Irish. I don't really pull for Notre Dame, but okay, I'll, I, that's how I kind of think sometimes. 
And on it, if you're a Notre Dame fan, please don't be offended, okay? Please, good gracious. I, I'm telling you, the devil will use the silliest things in a message to upset your apple cart. It's crazy. She said, I'd like for you to have this. And I said, all right, what's it got? She said, well, when, when you take this, I want you to know this is what we think about you. And it says on there, lead by example. I'm going to wear that and not take it off. That means I shower with it. That means I snuggle up with Robin with it. Because you can't ask people to give their best if they don't see it modeled. I mean, historically, we know Jesus did that. But we have to see Jesus today. Ooh, that's weird. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is what God's Word says. People to see you giving your best even when the odds are against you this morning in just a few moments when the choir begins to sing <laughs> I used to look like that <laughs> not red hair Lord have mercy I'm going to give you an opportunity to just come and stand in the presence of the Lord. The anointing of the Lord is so incredible in this house. But just to come and stand and and maybe sing along if you know the hymn, if, if you know the song. But just stand and watch and go, you know what, God? You can have my heart and you can have my soul. Man, there's so many people have abused my heart and they have gone through my soul and I'm just so wounded and weary of everything. But as of this day, I'm giving you my heart and my soul. I want to give you the best because you made the best. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Listen real close. By the way, I'm done ministering the Word. There are several here in the house this morning that continually put yourself down. I want you to stop doing that. As a pastor, as a friend, as a colleague in the body of Christ, stop putting yourself down. You were made in God's image. You are a very special person. And you are an incredible individual to your family and to the family of God. No longer as of this day put yourself down anymore. Know who you are. Appreciate who you are. And enjoy being the person God created you. Now in Jesus' name, enjoy this incredible giving my best. Listen to the words, please. And then I'm not begging anyone to come, but I want to tell you what will change our culture in Levy County is people who know God, who give Him their best. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.